0: Universal Championship Wrestling presents Hometown Throwdown, Sunday, August 8th at the Greenville Shrine Club and Event Center. See all your favorite wrestling superstars in action. NWO
1: members, Big Papa Pump, Scott Steiner and Buff Bagwell. WWE star, Carlito and The Ascension. AEW's Dream Girl Ellie, Chrissy Vane, Lodi from WCW, Mustang, Mike, and many more. Get your tickets now at ucwtv.com and eventbrite.com. We'll see you Sunday, August 8th at Hometown Throwdown. Cards subject to change.
0: I tried, 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 and I tried even more. I cried, 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 and I can't recall what for. I press, I push, I yell, I beg, hope, some success. The inevitable fact is that it never will impress. I have no more fucks to give, my fucks have all run dry. Tried to go fuck shopping, but there's no fucks left to buy I've got no fucks to give, the more fucks I've tried to get I'm over my fuck budget, and I'm now in fucking dead. Will I strive, strive, strive laugh 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 alas no avail.
2: What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to the recap of NXT, and ladies and gentlemen, we've got a special treat for you guys here on this NXT recap, because not only are we going to be recapping two episodes of NXT, we're going to be recapping the one that took place last night, as well as the one that took place last week, because... As I mentioned before on the two previous episodes that came out, for the first time in a long time, if I can recall, Mm -hmm. I was late bringing out an NXT recap, or I went a whole week without recapping NXT. Now, the reason for that was because I had to do a lot of uh, promotional stuff for the show that you guys heard that is in the commercial that is coming that is taking place. This Sunday in Greenville, South Carolina. And originally, this week, the same thing was going to happen. But for reasons I will not dive into, oh, I do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to dive into, uh, that did not happen. So I was able to recap and watch this week's NXT. And the best part is, uh, I was joined... By an individual who is going to be joining me right now for the NXT recap. Because you guys know, normally when I recap NXT, I recap it with my NXT correspondent, Mr. John Tumblin. But as we all know, John Tumblin is currently on hiatus from the Boochcast. He's taking a break from the show because he is in the process of planning his wedding. John and his fiance are getting married sometime in October. Obviously, they have a date set, but John never told me what the date was. So I just know it's happening in October. That is the plan. So it will be sometime at the end of October, beginning of November, when John will officially return to the show and be on the NXT uh, recap again. Now, he has said that he will still be part of the d d show when that comes out. And at some point, and I'm finally going to be able to have time to schedule it, uh, we are going to be doing our Collision in Korea video for the Boochcast YouTube channel. Myself, John, and Gator will be doing the Collision in Korea. So John will make time for those while the wedding is taking place, but as far as NXT goes, it'll be a few months before he comes back. So, joining me this week here on the Boochcast, a very special guest, Uh, you've He's a Bootscast uh recurring character, a guy you got a guy everyone knows very well. He's been woken. Yep. He's been broken. Yep. And now he's just broke. Ladies and gentlemen, that. please welcome back to the Bootscast, the one, the only, the broke soulless ginger, Mr. Zach Scott. What's up, dude,
1: it is me, the broke soulless ginger. Jane is speaking, I'm not broke. Sorry for studying right now. I am very fucking tired. So
2: let's get into it, shall we? Absolutely. So what I'm going to do is we're going to go into the NXT show that took place uh, this week. Now, because last week, I'm going to be real with you guys, I only saw the highlights of the show. And because, Zach, I don't think he watched last week's NXT. You did? Yes. Okay. I I watch it every Wednesday morning. Okay, so that's good to know. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna dive into each show. So what I'm probably gonna do is I'll start off talking about this week, and then when something happens that pertains to last week, I will uh, kind of divulge what happens. We'll kind of like mix them in. Or do you want to just do you want to do that, or do you want to just go to last week and this week?
1: Go to last week and this week. You
2: want to do yeah. okay. Yeah, All right, on. so we'll do that instead. So we're gonna kick things off here with the NXT show that took place on July twenty seventh. Uh we opened the show with our first official match of the evening. We had a tag team match. Yeah, Tommaso right. Champa and Timothy Thatcher versus Pete Dunne and Oni Lorkin.
1: Eh. Um I rather uh, wish that uh Went the other way around, but otherwise than that, that was actually really, really good. Uh, Timothy, Toothless Timmy, as John Tomlin would say, uh, I like him. He's not bad, but back and forth, it was good. I liked it. Uh, There was psychology and everything else. And then the ending happened, and then Oniloka and Thomas Tomasheba got their ass kicked at the end of the show, like always, and
2: the other team cheated. Vinny, your thoughts. Well, I thought it was an incredible tag team match. Uh, very hard hitting. I expected nothing less from these teams. Uh, I was surprised to see the return of Ridge Holland. Uh, Ridge has been out with an injury for so long, I forgot he was even on the NXT roster. So to see him come out there, it was like, holy shit, you know, Ridge Holland is back. And. He's obviously joining up with uh, Pete Dunne and Oni Lorcan. And it makes sense because now with Pat McAfee on SmackDown as a commentator, mm-hmm. he's no longer leading this faction. Because it used to be Pat McAfee, Pete Dunne, Oni Lorkin, and Danny Burch. That was the four-man team. And they built that four-man team mostly to take down the Undisputed Era. That was their goal. Uh, even though eventually they failed and the Undisputed Era imploded from within. But now with Pat McAfee leaving, they needed somebody new to take the helm, and Ridge Holland is now there. Now, obviously, Pete Dunn is now the new leader of this faction, but Ridge Holland is now coming in as their fourth because obviously when Danny Burch uh, recovers from his injury, he will come back to the team because him and Oney Lorcan are a tag team, Very true. which makes valid sense for him to come back to the fray. So I like the fact that Ridge Holland is taking that spot, I figure you need somebody badass, and you can't get more badass than Rich Holland. No, you can't. Uh, he is legitimately awesome. And the only reason he was on the injured list was because he did a stupid spot monkey move, and we're hoping to God he never makes that mistake again. Unfortunately, sometimes you have to get injured doing a move like that in order to realize you shouldn't fucking do that shit. Not at all. So after this, we cut to uh Carmelo Hayes, cuts a promo. He took Kushida to the limit. He slapped Adam Cole yeah, in the face. Yeah, I remember that. Those were opportunities. But this is the opportunity. And he promises to be the brightest star in the breakout tournament. Meanwhile, Samoa Joe is headed to the parking lot to the CWC wearing a shirt that says, Provoke Me. <laughs> so, what I like about this is Carmelo Hayes, to me is a future star in NXT. Yeah, that, yeah, I can see that about him. He's got the in-ring work. He's got the promo. He came out with an incredible debut after slapping Adam Cole. Ruthless aggression. Yes, it was amazing. Like It was it was vintage of like John Cena when he debuted in 2002. Mm-hmm. Now, whether or not Carmelo Hayes will be the next John Cena remains to be seen, whether he can get to that level, but I definitely see a bright future for Carmelo Hayes. Cause he's he's the one guy in the breakout tournament I'm paying the most attention to. All right,
1: all right. How do you feel about him? I do like him, and I'm paying attention to it too. I like what he did to Adam Cole: ruthless aggression and pop in the face. I was like, all right, there's a statement right there. Don't fuck with me.
2: Yes. Next, we cut to Hit Row. Uh, yeah. B. shows off her bilingual skills. Top Dollar does as well and declares himself the new king of the jungle. Ashanti the Adonis tells everybody to stop talking about Hit Row or they'll get knocked out. And Swerve says, if you didn't know, now you know. know." And as usual, Hit Row never fails with me. No, they don't. They never fail. What I love about about it is not only do do, do all of them know how to rap Mm -hmm. and know how to rhyme and got bars, they flow it together well to where each of them is talking. And each of them brings something to the table as far as rhymes go. Like, it works very, very well. They feel like a team. But like, but like John and I used to say every week, put B-Fab in the ring. I want to see the girl wrestle. I know she can talk. I know she's sexy. Mm-hmm. I now need to see if she can work. Unless you're, she's just a valet, in which case we need to establish to the audience, she is a valet. She is never going to get in the ring. She's just there to cheer, which I don't have a problem with. There's nothing wrong with being a valet in the wrestling business. There's plenty of legendary valets. Mm-hmm. From Miss Elizabeth to woman. There's plenty of great valets out there. Summer Ray was a great valet before they tried to put her in the ring. But either way, it's phenomenal. Love, Hit Row. Next, Samoa Joe has arrived. Karrion cross, I could come out here and bark about you until I'm blue in the face. But I know you're too much of a gutless coward to be in the building right now. So I decided to be proactive. Mr. Regal, would you join me in the ring, please, sir? Joe already set up a table and a chair before Regal's arrival, and offers the chair to Regal, but he prefers to stand. I can see the rage bubbling behind your eyes, and I understand. What Karrion Cross did last week was reprehensible. It was wrong, and I know tonight you're going to fire Karrion Cross. Listen to me. I have a be- much better solution. I have a way to satisfy all of our needs in three easy steps. Step number one, with this piece of paper, I tender my resignation from NXT management effective immediately, I quit. But with this piece of paper and your signature, you reactivate me as a part of the active roster here in NXT. Joe hands him a pen, Regal signs the paperwork, and the Nextras erupt in cheers. Joe says, but of course, I said this was a three step process. And with this paper, you will make official Samoa Joe versus Karrion Cross for the NXT Championship at TakeOver 36. Regal hesitates for only a second before signing the contract. The crowd chants, thank you, Regal, and the two shake hands. Well, that was a great promo from Samoa Joe. I
1: enjoyed that. It was like, and like every season, again with Samoa Joe, he's going for the
2: NXT title. I was like, well, who else is there?
1: On once again, Loved
2: it. This was an incredible promo. I do find it weird that Samoa Joe had to quit NXT management. But if Samoa Joe is medically cleared to get back in the ring and it looks like he is, then I'm okay with him being an active competitor and not doing the NXT management yeah, so he can get here. his hands on Karrion like, Kross. Samoa
1: cross. Joe's not wrestling manager. He's a wrestler. Put him in the ring, you fucking morons. Come well,
2: on. No no, 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 no. Hold on. He was recovering from an injury, which is why they put him on commentary to begin with, and then eventually they released him. Uh, and but then they decided to bring him back because Triple H decided he wanted him in NXT and thought he could serve a role there. And I liked it because I we did I didn't know if Samoa Joe was medically cleared to wrestle, and you know so t- I yeah, so if he's not medically cleared to wrestle, then a management position is perfect for him. And especially in a situation where, if he's provoked, he can, you know, defend himself, which is great. It, it was kind of similar, and, and Elvis pointed this out. It was similar to Stone Cold as a co general manager. Mm-hmm. He had to wait till he was physically provoked before he could hit stunners on people or beat the shit out of somebody. And every now and then it happened. It didn't happen often, but when it did, it was usually on a pay per view and it was usually money, you know, and it was a great moment. You were waiting for that moment. And, you know, obviously we've been waiting for this moment ever since Karrion Kross promokes, provoked Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm. So, and like I said before, that's like you said, who else? Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the NXT roster and I can't think of anybody right now at this point that Karrion Cross could face. Honestly, I can only think of two people at this juncture that could take the belt from him. True. And that's either Ridge Holland mm-hmm. or LA Knight. One of those two could beat Karrion Cross. Other than that, there's nobody. Dexaluma. Karrion Cross as Dexter Loomis, that's another possibility. But I don't know. Because Karrion Cross has been freaking dominant. So there are two or three other people, but none of them have been booked to look credible in an NXT capacity. Samoa Joe has. Yeah, that's true. He has that reputation. And it would be a great way to put Samoa Joe back in the fold. To have him beat Karrion Cross win the NXT championship, and here's the thing. Karrion Cross has been making multiple appearances on Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. It's safe to say he's getting called up. Here soon. So I think he's going to lose at TakeOver 36, and then they're going to call him up to the main roster permanently. And hopefully when they call him up permanently, they'll bring Scarlett with him, and maybe they can finally put him on a winning streak Because they already have him jobbing and it's fucking ridiculous. True. I mean, it really is.
1: You're jobbing a the NXT champion.
2: A dominant NXT champion who's run through everybody. Basically. It was fucking stupid. Like I said, my truck. Yes, it's goddamn ridiculous. So so goddamn ridiculous. So we gotta figure out what to do here and the best thing to do, I think, is have Samoa Joe be carrying cross. Carrying cross gets called up. Joe has a good run with the title, and then eventually somebody beats him to win it, whether it be somebody like a Dexter Loomis Mm -hmm. or an L.A. Knight or a Ridge Holland. Somebody badass can beat Samoa Joe because Samoa Joe, in my opinion, needs to have a title because everyone's itching to see Samoa Joe get back in the ring. We've been dying to see Samoa Joe get back in the ring. So there's a lot that can be done with this. Next, we cut to Josh Bridges' promo. He's from Nothing, Arizona. He says Carmelo Hayes stands in the way of his destiny, and he promises to break bodies and dreams on his way to glory.
1: Honestly, guys, I don't know who the hell that is.
2: I don't either, um, Um, but it was a decent promo, and it made me look forward to the match. Next, we cut to L.A. Knight, who is on a golf course. How long do you want me to wash your balls for? Cameron Grimes is cleaning L.A. Knight's golf balls as his (laughs) caddy. Get me a driver. A driver? I'm a I'm your driver. No a golf club. Now get me a sandwich. A sandwich? What am I, your caddy or your chef? Grimes bets him one thousand dollars, he'll hit the ball under the trees. He refuses. Grimes up to the offer to five thousand dollars. He refuses again. Knight hits the ball under the trees. I believe you owe me five grand. I don't owe you anything. Now go get the ball. Yes, Yes, mister Knight. I love that,
1: this. this. This that was so. It was great. I liked it. It was very funny.
2: I think it was very funny, and I know that they were doing this golf stuff like all day. It was like they would cut to like different segments with the golf, and then of course, like you know, at one point, LA Knight is you know, you know, getting you know, getting it, knocking it in the in the river. He's hitting you know sand traps and all this stuff, and then eventually the grizzled young veterans show up, and you know. Basically, they end up challenging them to a tag team match for next week. Uh, you know, Cameron Grimes pretends to be a play by play announcer, an annoying night. The ball, and you know, then he does like all these double or nothing stuff. And then Ted DiBiase shows up and says, You weren't born to be a butler. You were born to be a fighter. I want you to think about that. And Cameron Grimes basically makes it clear that the reason he's putting up with LA Knight is because he's a man of his word. That's that's what makes that's what's making this whole segment work. The fact that Cameron Grimes is saying, "I'm a man of my word. I lost the match. I will be your butler. I don't like it, but I'll do it." And I like the fact that they're giving Cameron Grimes this time because it really elevates him as a babyface. Very true. Because he became a babyface out of nowhere mm-hmm. in this promo in these segments. At first, he was not the babyface. He was the heel. Then LA Knight showed up with a ten times better heel and it made Cameron Grimes a baby face. Next, we cut to the net. the next match. We have the NXT breakout tournament. Carmelo Hayes versus Josh Briggs.
1: Once again, I don't care for the Smash, honestly. I know Carmelo Hayes. I know Josh Briggs. Vinny, this is yours.
2: Um this was a good TV match. And that's all this was. Uh Carmelo Hayes brought the fight. Uh, Josh Briggs was um, in control with the crowd booing, so clearly he was not a fan favorite. Uh, But these guys really took each other to the limit, really entertained each other. In the end, Carmelo Hayes wins the match, as well he should. And I think it showed that these guys definitely have a future in NXT. So the breakout tournament, now he's a benefit the winner. If the loser puts on a good match, then that gets you just as much attention. In the back. Nets, we cut to uh, Duke Hudson. I don't know who that is either. He says, I'm looking forward to Hayes. It's going to be a breeze. Phoenix, that leg drop might be in your future. Hudson says, I don't think so, Beth. Backstage, Frankie Monet says she could merge with the Robert Stone brand and make them better, or she could rebuild them from the ground up, or she could team with Jesse Kamea to win the women's tag titles. Casey Kennan's and and Caden Carter come up and tell them to get to the back of the line. Frankie Monet says, they're super annoying. And Jessica Kimmina says they've been annoying, and they mm-hmm. cut to the commercial.
1: I don't know what to do with this. I can't <laughs> get behind any of this.
2: Um, Yeah, I mean, I like Frankie Monet, but I don't know what she's doing with the Robert Stone brand. Uh, Robert Stone uh, brand's been stale.
1: Be, I mean, Frankie Monet, go go out on your own. Do something on your own. You don't need a faction. you am a badass as it is.
2: Yeah, exactly. She's good on her own. This is a future NXT Women's Champion right here. I don't know why she's doing this for her Yes And Duke Hudson's just there Okay I don't know who that is uh, Next we cut we cut to Ridge Holland is caught leaving And questioned about what he did He says it's none of your business Timothy Thatcher isn't the first person I've smashed up And he won't be the last hmm. So Good Straight to the point with Ridge yeah, Holland Yeah
1: he was like Basically Fuck off Leave me alone
2: Yeah Next we cut to Raquel Gonzalez Has something to say Gonzalez and Dakota Kai hit the ring. Kai makes a hand sign as as Gonzalez wears the belt backwards per usual. Gonzalez says, Last week I crushed one of the most feared superstars in the women's division. I have dominated every single person who has stepped it to the plate. Who's next? All I have to say is keep them coming. Kai says, 18 months ago you debuted and you've been absolutely unstoppable ever since. I tell people my best friend Big Mommy Cool is the most dominant woman in NXT history. More dominant than Charlotte Flair... Asuka, Shayna Baszler You have defeated everyone who has stood in your path The list goes on and will continue to go on Do you know why the NXT Women's Division is one of the greatest? It's because of one woman NXT TakeOver is four weeks away So let me ask Who is woman enough to, take on, to challenge Raquel? Huh? Which woman knows They have what it takes to stand in this ring And face Raquel Is there anyone at all? We're waiting No, no, no There's no one we have been through so much together. As long as I have your back, you will always be champion. Kai holds her arm up, and they pose. Gonzalez climbs the ropes and waves her belt in the faces of the Nextras. Kai charges at her as she steps back down and nails her with a flying knee. She takes the belt, stares at it, and now she's waving it in Gonzalez's face. She drops down the champion, and the crowd cheers. Raquel Gonzalez looks stunned, upset, and ready to cry. About
1: time. Dakota Kai I was like, she's always overlooked. And finally, like she snapped. It's like, okay, there's no one else. How about me? Once again, we had to see another giant versus small person match, but oh well.
2: Yeah. I mean, it, it, to me, it's not that big a deal, It's provided they know how to work. And like we said, Raquel Gonzalez, she was pretty much beating everyone. It was only a matter of time before Dakota Kai turned on her. And I liked it because it showed up out of nowhere. Like you weren't, you didn't see it. I sort of saw it coming, but I didn't expect it the way it happened. Like when they were saying, I I thought she was gonna say something and then just like hit her with a microphone or something. I didn't expect her to just like, like once she's up there like posing with the belt, I'm like, oh, guess she's not doing anything. Then all of a sudden, boom, kick to the face. Kick to the face. So I knew Raquel was gonna turn on. I mean, I mean Dakota Kai was gonna turn on Raquel Gonzalez. I just didn't know when or how it was gonna happen, and I thought that was perfect. It sets the stage for TakeOver 36, which mm-hmm. I think is where the match is going to happen. The big question is, will Dakota Kai win the title? Because a part of me thinks she should. I think so. Yeah. I think so, too. I think so, as well. Because if not her, then who? Because, like I said, Raquel has dominated and beaten some of the biggest names. So, And there's going to be more on why I think Dakota Kai should win when we talk about next week's show. Yep. Or, you know... So Adam Cole says, lately everybody's been trying to attach themselves to yours truly. Bronson Reed, he's talking about Adam Cole, is going to be his rebound. Are you kidding me? I'm not a rebound. I'm the top of the mountain, and I'm going to make you fall off. I can give a damn about your 14-year journey because tonight will be a very sad chapter in it, courtesy of Adam Cole, baby.
1: Wow. That that's was, a, that, that was good. Yes,
2: that's what I love about Adam Cole. He is brutally honest. And his promos are phenomenal.
1: They're very phenomenal.
2: Yeah. He uh, he is currently the best talker in NXT. He used to be the second, but now he's the first. Because Pat McAfee's not there anymore. So Adam Cole, great promo. Loved it. Look forward to seeing more of him. We'll talk more about him uh, later in this podcast. Uh, next, we go to Io Shirai, who is training by herself. Zobie Stark says they should be training together since they're champions. Shirai says, no thanks. I don't like you. Mm-hmm. Stark said, come on, let's go hang out. Trust me, I promise you're not going to regret this. You're going to have a great time, I promise. That's what makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. Eosurai's like, I don't like you. Then why did you team up with her? Good question. that That's what I don't get. Why would If you don't like somebody, why would you voluntarily team up with them? Usually when you don't like somebody, you're forced to pair together. Because mm-hmm. it's some type of tournament, or rule, or whatever. I mean, it's ridiculous. Like, now you're you're the champs. You need to be training together. You need to form that bond. So it, it just didn't make sense for Shirai to be like, I don't like you. It's like, then why the fuck did you team up with her? That was stupid.
1: I don't know where they're going with this, but we'll see.
2: Me neither. Backstage, Mandy Rose is talking to JC Jane and Gigi Dolan, and Rose says, get out of here.
1: Um, I don't know who they are.
2: Uh. Well, J.C. Jane, uh, she's kind of a jobber in NXT. Gigi Dolan is Priscilla Kelly. Oh, okay. Remember when we went to uh, WrestleMania 33? Yeah. And we were we were at that we were in that parking lot for that broken tailgate thing. Mm-hmm. And there was the there was that women's match, and there was the one there was the pale girl that looked like a uh, had like a demonic type character. Oh yeah. I and like we went her. and we went to talk to her a little bit after the show. Yeah. That's Priscilla Kelly. Oh, okay. She's now Gigi Dolan. Really? Yes. She got signed by NXT and they changed it into Gigi Dolan and gave her a new gimmick. Which is good. I, I like the gimmick. It's not as good as her gimmick as Priscilla Kelly, but at least WWE has something they can trademark. So if she ever goes if she ever gets released from NXT, she can be Priscilla Kelly everywhere else she goes. And on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening. We have Casey kenton Zaro and Caden Carter versus Jesse Kamea and Frankie Monet.
1: Don't care. I really I don't want Frankie Monet in a tag team or anything like that. Like I said before, just do your own thing. God's sake. I find that right there kind of a joke.
2: I mean, it was a good tag team match, I thought. Again, it was a TV match. Nothing special, uh, you know, except Robert Stone throws in his handbag, his weapon, but it turns out to be a distraction that allows Kenton Zara to tag in and hit the 450 for the win. So nothing really special that happened was Robert Stone fucked the match up which means that which means quickly people are going to want to not be part of the Robert Stone brand. There you go. And on that note we move on to the next to the next moment here we have Wade Barrett who is with Roger Strong and Malcolm Bivens. Strong says Wade when you compete at the level I do this game is 90% mental and 10% physical. And my 10% is better than everybody's 100%. All of the drama in Undisputed Era is something I could break through until I got a call. I couldn't break through until I got a call from Malcolm Bivens, And that's when I knew he was the man for me. Roderick Strong is the number and Bibbins says, Roger Strong is the number one because he is a leader. Who would have thought it would be Malcolm Bivens to bring him back? Even our esteemed leader, William Regal, couldn't do that. Strong asks if Fish is strong if Fish versus Strong is next. Bivens says, Do you like money? Whoever said money can't buy happiness, they're a liar and they're damn sure broke. Fish and Strong, NXT, let's get that money. Strong says, when I finish you, this is over.
1: So he leaves Undisputed Era just to start his own faction on his own? Does that make any sense whatsoever?
2: No. It's fucking genius. It's legit fucking genius, man. Roger, it's giving Roderick Strong a reason to be dominant, a reason to be a leader, and it gives him a new gimmick to work with, which is what he needed at, now that he's out of the Undisputed Era. These guys needed gimmicks on their own. They need something to work with because they're no longer a team. So it's like <clears throat> they have a whole new gimmick they have to work on.
1: Maybe, I don't know. Well, we'll see where this goes because I was like, in the back of my head, I was like, I understand where you come from. I was like, why don't you just go on your own, dude?
2: Anyways... Going on here, we got William Regal, Triple H, and Shawn Michaels together. And they made an agreement with Johnny Saint to bring Walter versus uh Dragunov to NXT TakeOver 36. So Walter will defend the NXT UK title on August 22nd at TakeOver 36. I don't want to see that. That looks good, honestly. We uh, during uh, the episode of NXT that aired last night, they showed a promo for this. And it was fucking epic.
1: Dude, epic. I was, like, I was, I was looking. I was like, Vinny. I was like, I was like, okay. I was like, you gotta realize though, Walter's been holding on to that title for for over almost what three years now.
2: Yeah, eight um, hundred uh, days. Eight hundred days. That's,
1: that's over two and a half years to three years. Can this? I don't know who the hell he is. Who is he? Is he good? Walter? No.
2: The other guy, uh, I mean, he looked good in the match, but I don't know too much about... I don't watch NXT UK, so I can't really judge anybody. But I think the reason that Walter had the belt for so long was because of COVID. Because there was no... NXT NXT UK wasn't running shows during COVID. Because UK had their own, um, you know, rules with COVID. They were a lot more strict than America. Other countries were way more strict than America. That's part of the reason why, and I'll say about this for a second. We talked, and Elvis and I talked about this. Part of the reason there's so many New Japan people coming to AEW right now because New because Japan's not fully running shows or open. So there's a lot of countries that are still um, affected by COVID. You know, some of them have reopened, some of them haven't. Uh, we've kind of been ahead of the curve on as far as when opening and stuff, which is why most people think we've done things too soon because everybody else is still kind of doing their own thing but that's another story for another podcast. But so that's part of the reason. I think because of COVID, Walter not really defending the title, he's pretty much sitting home with it. So, and he had nothing to do until they started running shows again. And on but either way, that match is going to kick ass, and I can't wait to see it. And it's going to be fucking amazing, and like I said, the promo for that match was one of the best <laughs> I've seen in a long time. I agree. Yes it was. Yes it, it was. It's yes, definitely it ranked was. up there with one of the best. Yes, it was. And on that note, move on to the next match of the evening. We have Imperium, uh, Fabian Eichner, and Marshall Barthol versus Hit Row, Topdala, and Ashanti The Adonis.
1: Awesome. I thought it was great because I like Hit Row. Fantastic. Back and forth, brutality. Because Imperium, they are a very, very good tag team. They are very good, I think. that's one of my, I, actually, I like Imperium better than some other tag teams. But I enjoyed it. Very entertaining. It was back and forth, drop kicks, everything else. And then one, two, three.
2: When it was Imperium. Yeah. A good tag team match. Very much paid attention. Like the fact there were so many tag team matches on this show. Because NXT definitely needs to start showing a lot more tag team wrestling. Mm. Because their women's division is already on point. Like Dakota Kai said, it's one of the greatest. I will say it's the greatest today. And people might think I'm biased because I'm an NXT guy, but no. I truly believe NXT has the best women's division. They do. It's better than Raw, better than SmackDown, better than AEW. Oh, God, yeah. NXT has the best women's division. But NXT has always been lacking in the tag team division. That has been a weakness for them as opposed to AEW where tag team wrestling is basically their bread and butter. They have the best – I I said that. NXT has the better women's division. AEW has the better tag team division. So – they need to put more focus on tag teams, which is why I'm glad I'm seeing so much tag team wrestling. Uh, and in the end, Imperium gets the win, which pissed me off. But the only reason I wasn't too pissed off was because Legato Del Fantasma interfered and caused distractions, which is why Imperium was able to win. And in those cases, it makes sense. Because then they try to take out Top Doll after the match with a three-on-one stomping. But Scott starts swinging a chair wildly to save his friend as the crowd erupts and cheers. Legato take a powder and mock hit row as they do so. So they just run for the hills, which is perfect. I mm. thought it was very well done. We then cut to the backstage area with Candice LeRae, who blames Johnny Gargano for Austin Theory running away. There's a knock on the door, and Gargano hopes it's Theory. But instead, it's some handmade artwork showing Dexter Lumis as part of the way. Hartwell goes, everyone deserves a chance. Gargano says no chance. LeRae says in hell. <laughs> trying to trying to mock Vince McMahon. Hartwell proposes a match to Gargano and Loomis. If he wins, Hartwell gets her man. If he loses, Hartwell can can't bring him up again. And they agree. And then we have Bronson Reed getting ready for the match. Yeah. So basically a lover or a loser match. <laughs> we need to end this. Yeah. I'm
1: tired of seeing it.
2: And here's what I but here's what I like about it. It reminds me of the feud during the Attitude Era between Shane McMahon and Test. Mm. Because, uh, for those you may not know, if you didn't follow the Attitude Era, before Stephanie and Triple H got together, Stephanie and Fabe was dating a wrestler named Test. And they had a thing where they kind of had a blossoming relationship, but obviously everyone's against it because Vince does not want would not, never want his daughter dating a wrestler, which is why at first he did not approve of her relationship with Triple H. But eventually he came around when he saw how much Triple H really loved Stephanie and found out in his eyes, okay, he's doing this because he loves Stephanie, not because he's trying to get wrestling gold. Although the fact that he got a shit ton of wrestling gold is pretty much a coincidence. Uh, Now, am I going to say Triple H married Stephanie for wrestling gain? But no, no but there's a lot of evidence like, well, it, it doesn't that. help your it doesn't help your case is what for i'm saying
1: example, against Triple H at i don't want to
2: talk about that <laughs> we don't talk about that that that's a travesty <laughs> it was the only moment of wrestlemania 19 that made me angry i loved everything else about that show except yeah. for that that was the only thing i hated okay. but anyway okay. but my the reason i say that is because when so when Stephanie and Tess had that relationship, Shane was very much against it, cause like most siblings or older siblings, an older brother always looks out for the younger sister, and doesn't want and doesn't want some scrub dating his sister. These they're always the men and families are always protective of the women, mm. Na, just naturally. Yes, it do. So th- and this is the best advice I can give to any guy out there: if your girlfriend takes you to meet her parents. Just automatically assume that dad doesn't like you. Just assume that. And try to put on the best version of yourself that you can, but just know that dad hates you. And the reason he hates you is because of one of two reasons. Either A, you're trying to fuck his daughter, or B, you already have. And either way, he ain't happy. So, just assume they don't like you. Assume the men in the family are going to hate you.
1: With every fiber in your being.
2: Until you earn their respect. Then eventually they will come around. But, so, just assume that. So, so they were against it. So, Shane, at some point, challenged Tess to a match. And this was on pay-per-view. And Shane basically said to Tess, if you can beat me, I'll give you my blessing to date Stephanie. And then he said, but if you lose you leave my sister alone, your relationship is done. Fair enough. And Tess uh, reluctantly agreed to the match. They had the match, Test won, and eventually Shane gave his blessing. So everything worked out in that regard. So that's kind of what I looked at here when I saw them make up this match. And on that note, we move on to the main event of the evening, Bronson Reed versus Adam Cole.
1: Fantastic. That was such a good match. Oh, I enjoyed that match very much. Bronson yeah. Reed. I don't think he should have lost the title that soon. But went back and forth though. It was uh How are you, Cole? You good? Cole? I'm fine. Shut up. Heck goes for the headlock, re he punches free and knocks him down with a shoulder. Cole scooped up, but escapes of chops. Vinny, your thoughts on this match?
2: Very well done. Very, well done. Very uh, well done. Action-packed. Had you on the edge of your seat. The only thing I did not like was the finish. Why? I don't think Adam Cole should have won this match. Okay. fair enough. I idea. feel like Bronson Reed deserves this win. And I'm going to say this because it needs to be said. And if I can just pull up an article here or right here is Adam Cole – Recently, his contract expired. He was given a one-month extension, and he's still in contract negotiations. So they're trying to discuss a long-term deal. So the big question is, is Adam Cole going to stay with NXT, or is he going to leave WWE completely? He might go to the main roster, or he might go to AEW. Now, some people believe he might go to AEW because all his friends are there, and his girlfriend is Britt Baker. So he might go there. But here's the thing. With all due respect to Adam Cole, mm-hmm. I don't want to see him go to AEW, but I don't want to see him in NXT anymore either. Because I feel like he's done everything he possibly can in NXT. He's held every title. Yep. He's main evented takeovers. Yes, he has. He's been the longest reigning NXT champion or one of the longest reigning NXT champions because I think Finn Balor took the record back. But either way, Adam Cole is a phenomenal wrestler. I, I feel like he can go to the main roster and be okay. Now, I know most NXT guys don't want to go to the main roster because they see shit that happens to people like Karrion Cross or Keith Lee, and that scares them to want to go because it, they don't want to get fucked. But at the same time, if you stay in NXT for too long, eventually you're gonna, people are going to get tired of you. And, I, and that's where I'm at with Adam Cole. It's like, I feel like Adam Cole needs to be putting people over. This should be his on-the-way-out tour.
1: I agree. Yeah, he's done everything. What more can he do?
2: It's time for him to start doing jobs, Yep. putting over the right people, and then eventually you call him up to the main roster. And, I, and you send him to SmackDown. And you send him to SmackDown for two reasons. One, he's safer there and gives him a chance to develop more cuz Smackdown is the better brand. I'm sorry but it is. Out of the two out of between Raw and Smackdown, Smackdown is better. Raw is fucking garbage. I can't sit through an episode of Monday Night Raw. Okay. Mostly because all the wrestlers in WWE that I hate are on Monday Night Raw, but either way, it's just it's not going to work. Raw would not work out for Adam Cole. He would get lost in the sauce. On Smackdown, he would get more respect. The second reason is because as I mentioned before, Pat McAfee is a commentator. You could reignite the feud on the main roster between Pat McAfee and Adam Cole to the point where it could be at WrestleMania 38. That's where I would book that match. WrestleMania 38, Pat McAfee versus Adam Cole. Why? Because more people watch more people watch WrestleMania than TakeOver. Or God, yeah, they do, of course. Now, in most cases, TakeOver is better than the main roster pay-per-views most of the time. But I'm talking about as far as viewership goes, more people are going to watch WrestleMania than than the TakeOver event. So, WrestleMania, you got all eyes on the product, Pat McAfee in the ring will draw money, bring people in. And that's the thing you need to do. That's why people get... I know you guys get mad when the stars and the old-timers get spots on the card. (laughs) But there's a reason why they get spots on the card. They draw money. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the guys on the roster today... Don't really draw money. Why? Because they're not stars. They're just wrestlers. And wrestlers are a dime a dozen. You can shuffle them around and easily replace them. A star cannot be replaced. No, it cannot. Unless you have another star to replace it. And WWE is very low on stars. Not just because they don't develop them. That's part of the reason. But the other reason is because nobody really wants to be a star. No, they don't. They just want to wrestle. Very true. So, Adam Cole needs to go to the main roster. And then, as Adam Cole
1: was walking out, chain, lo behold, guess who he gets
2: attacked by? Kyle O'Reilly rushes out, smashes a chair into Cole's back, chokes him out with it, disassembles the ring sets, and gives him a suplex right under the steps. Cole lays there in a heap as O'Reilly stares him down, and that's it. Please tell me we're not going to see this again. We're going to see this again. No. But it needs to happen. Why? Because each of them has a victory over the other. So there needs to be a rubber match to settle it. And Kyle O'Reilly needs to win. And after Kyle O'Reilly wins that match, Adam Cole has got to go. Bye bye. He's got to get off of NXT and he's got to go to Raw. I mean, go to SmackDown. He's got to go to SmackDown. Okay. Unless he wants to go to AEW, in which case, let him out of his contract and let him go to AEW. But if he wants to stay in WWE, he's got to go to SmackDown. He has to. There's nothing left for him to do in NXT. He will just take up space and prevent other people from getting a spot. You know, you can only last on NXT for so long before eventually you got to leave. If for no other reason than. You will outlive your usefulness on the roster. Some people get called up way too soon. Some people should have been called up a long time ago. Adam Cole is one of those people. He should have been called up a long time ago. That's why I was shocked when Finn Balor got called up. But then again, Balor was already the NXT champion. Personally, I would have sent Finn Balor to the UK. Had him go for the UK title. But they wanted to put him back on the main roster. So... Which d- is no problem with that whatsoever. Well, some people do because they're worried he's going to get fucked again. But at least this time around, they're being smarter with how they booked him. Hopefully. Yeah. We'll see what happens. And now, ladies and gentlemen, that will wrap up the July uh, 27th episode of NXT. And now we're going to go to the next episode of NXT, the August 3rd episode. And we will do that right after I play these three special instruments.
3: Lutes. <laughs> Irritating little crumhorns. Gaze at the person across from you now. Feel the sweet spark of connection. If you don't screw up this moment somehow, maybe. You won't die alone Don't be too needy Or bring up your ex Don't say the words peace simplex Don't ever mention You've never had sex Trust me, I promise She you knows And now Her defenses are starting to fall. Smile and return her affection. If you don't manage to ruin it all, maybe you won't die alone. Don't begin screaming. Maybe
0: you won't die alone. Hello!
1: No, no, you don't get to talk. I'm taking over the bitch cast for 30 seconds. You promised. You penguin looking motherfucker. You promised. That's all I have to say. Let's get get on with the show,
2: Vinny. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to lie. Normally, when I have Zach on for an NXT recap, I don't play his uh, theme song as much as we all love and enjoy it. You know, it's great. But the problem is... um, we have two episodes of NXT, and I wanted to properly separate them, and I figured the best You had
1: to was. use that.
2: You could have come up with something else. I don't know. Maybe a limp biscuit song. since you like them so much. Okay, dude, at the time that we're recording this, it is 11.10 p.m. I ain't got time to research songs. I barely got enough time to research songs for this one. In fact, I, I'm just going to play our theme song for this one. You know, Desmond's No Fucks to Give is going to be for this, sense. because I got... I dude, I got dude, I, I can't be up all night researching songs like this. I gotta get up early for work tomorrow. So I gotta make do with whatever I can find. And we have two episodes of NXT here, and I want to properly separate them so people can fast forward if they don't want to hear July 27th. You know, I did that for people out there. If you want to hear my thoughts on what happened last week, obviously you can check that out. But some of you might just want to fast forward to this point. That's why we're here.
1: Yes, that's why we're here. So let's get it on there, folks.
2: Okay, so now we got the August 3rd, 2021 episode of NXT, and we kick things off with the first official match of the evening. Hit Row, Ashanti the Adonis and Top Dollar versus Joaquin Wilde and Raul Mendoza from Legado Del Fantasma.
1: Great opener. Great psychology. Top Dollar. that is one big, scary dude. And the other guy whose name Adonis for High Flyer, he's pretty good because he doesn't do that spot monkey bullshit all the time. Venny,
2: your thoughts? Uh, great tag team match. Once again, we're seeing great tag team wrestling, which is what I enjoy. And of course, um, you know we see Top Dollar and. Ashanti getting more chemistry as a tag team, yes, which guess, is what yes. they need because they're definitely the tag team in this faction, and in my opinion, should be future NXT tag team champions. So you want to establish that they are a tag team and get them as much as possible. From an angle, Ashanti and um, Isaiah kind of looked the same, you know. So it was hard for me to tell. Then eventually, I saw. Uh, swerve on the outside the ring with the North American tile around his waist, and then I went, okay, that's him right there. So, at first I was kind of like, please, why? where is Ashanti? Why is he not in this tag team match? <laughs> I don't want them to mix it up like that. Um, so anyway, we get all these guys competing in this match, and of course, uh, we have Santos Escobar is out there trying to cheat for his team, uh, BFAB is backing up his team, and of course, Isaiah is as well, so trying to do everything they can. Then eventually uh, Santos uh, hits, smacks, um, walk, smacks them with a chair to end the bout by disqualification, and Hit Row wins via DQ. Then while the Mendoza holds Scott down as Santos jabs him with a chair. They pull out Scott's grill and wedge his head between the chair, but before Santos can attack, Top Dollar pulls Scott to safety. BFAB smacks LDF with a chair, and Scott nails Mendoza with his package bomb.
1: I thought him t- I thought uh when they took out uh, scotch grow that was funny as hell to me. I, was, that was, funny, was funny. insane. No, was
2: like <laughs> That's fine. painful as fuck though. It is. To rip somebody's grill out. Oh. Because Oops. Sorry. Grill some grills are are like clip on, but th- so some people literally have like surgically put in and stuff. Like have them on there where I they I think stay. that was
1: just a just as a clip on to physically take out a your
2: teeth is kind of Hard to do in a wrestling well, ring. Well, yeah, but they made it seem like they did. Yeah, I know. It was like, they ripped it was the grill statement. out, and there's a way to, like, get it out of there where it covers, like, the teeth and stuff. But it, it hurts like a son of a bitch to do that. So that's why, like, you know, he was covering his mouth and everything, which was smart. And then, of course, he's showing off the grill, like, he's bragging about it. What I didn't like about it was the fact that the camera was too far back.
1: I yeah, you couldn't see do- it. It's... This yeah,
2: it looked like it looked like he pulled out like a, a strip of gum or something. <laughs> it, it looked bad. Either the it grill bad. looks, either the grill looks stupid, or they didn't zoom in on it correctly. You know, you got if you got something like that, you need to zoom in more so we can see, or walk up to them more so we can see the grill. Unless you made unless they made that an NXT exclusive on YouTube, which that wouldn't make sense.
0: Why no, you wouldn't would not show it
2: not. to the to the audience watching TV. And then backstage, we see Joe pacing around. William Regal enters with security to let Joe know they'll be monitoring him in order to make sure that he and Karen Cross don't attack one another before takeover, because now Joe is no longer management. He is a competitor. So instead of working with him, they are now blocking him. Yep. And... Um,
1: I don't know why they did this. Maybe just for the... I don't know why, but that's not going to work, knowing Simone and Joe. But... We'll see what happens with that, right there, Vinny?
2: Yeah, but I'm going to say this right now. I thought this segment was fucking stupid. Let
3: me see that.
1: This
2: was dumb. It was retarded. And William Regal looks like a pussy for doing this. Because this is a guy who got... William Regal also got attacked by Karrion Cross. He was about to fire Karrion Cross before Joe talked him out of it and got him this match. So here's my question. Hmm. Why the fuck does William Regal care about the well-being of Karrion Cross? Mm-hmm. Why would you protect Karrion Cross with security? You should be letting Samoa Joe do whatever the fuck he wants to Karrion Cross. I don't care if I am a general manager. Somebody puts their hands on me. There's no protection for you. I don't give a shit. Nope. The only way you would get any protection for that champion would be if Triple H stepped in and did something about it. Mm-hmm. But me Now, if Triple H comes in and tells me there's going to be security, there's going to be blocking, obviously I wouldn't be able to overrule Triple H because he's the main boss of NXT. But if Triple H ain't going to get involved, I would say, Joe, sick him. sick him. Sick him. Kill this motherfucker. Kill him. This is where goddamn ridiculous... That William Regal is trying to prevent a chaos from happening when chaos is clearly fucking happening. Mother that was chaos. a That was a retarded segment and it made Regal look stupid. It was
1: stupid. I was like, I don't know why they did that.
2: So, moving on. We move on to the next match of the evening if we, we even want to call, call it that. that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, we did it the same fucking time. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx, you owe me lunch. Ah, so there we go. I already bought you lunch. Uh no, you bought dinner. There's a difference. So lunch we paid for ourselves. Same thing. Lunch? No, no, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, so we got Ridge Holland versus Eichmann Jiro Uh
1: Jiro Giro try to put up a fight for the what for about the four minutes of uh four minutes and after the two minutes it was just i don't know rich holland all the way it was, he yeah just dominated and after that he was like he pinned him one two three and then Oni larkin the bruiserweight pete dunn with rich holland basically stood in the ring like basically said yeah we're here fuck you let's see where we go with this
2: yeah, and that's what was great about it. After the match, uh, Pete Dunne and his crew call out Thatcher and Ciampa. He tells Thatcher that Ridge is coming for him as the three most dangerous men in NXT and uh, prove him wrong. It was a great promo. Very good And promo. Ridge Holland needed this. Yes, he did. Because he needed it to prove and remind everyone that he is a badass because he'd been gone for so long. He needed that dominant win and you needed to get the win over somebody that... Wasn't getting any type of push, so it made sense. Very true. That's how you build a fucking star, Monday yep. Night Raw. You know, you don't do. That's why you don't do shit to people like Karrion Cross or Keith Lee. Yeah, you, you give them people that. to fucking beat so they can look fucking dominant shit. and they can draw Keith you Lee. fucking money.
1: TV fuck off! I was like, motherfuckers.
2: Instead of jobbing them out to meth heads. I do not heads. want
1: to talk about one. Oh, that was so bad on that one particular horrible show overall. I was like, yeah, I told you that. You were like. What? I was like,
2: yeah. I mean, like video
1: was like, huh? I go like, yeah. You go like, God damn it, Monday Night Raw. That's another topic for another day. Yeah. Moving on. Next yes. match of the night will yeah. be. Yeah,
2: number one rule. Don't job out your NXT champion to meth heads. Yeah. So anyway, we on that note, we move on to Fuck a backstage oh, area with Robert Stone, Frankie Monet, and Jesse Kamea. You can go with this. I do. Not Monet blames Stone for last week's loss. Monet is not a loser. This group has to be rebuilt under Frankie's way, image, and rule. Take it or leave it, Stone is all in. Yeah, this is just a dumbass backstage segment. She needs to go by herself. Exactly. This is dumb. This is ridiculous. Robert whoa, Stone. Whoa, whoa, what's that saying you say? So goddamn ridiculous. Yes, for goddamn ridiculous. And uh Robert Stone is this is supposed to be the Robert Stone brand, and Robert Stone is not in control of anything.
1: No, he's not. He's just losing control like real William, uh, William Regal is with between P- uh, it, Oops, wrong person carrying cross and Samoa Joe.
2: Yeah, this was just dumb. Very stupid. Very I very dumb like it. Uh, all right. Next we see a video package for Trey Baxter before his breakout tournament match. Decent trailer. Decent trailer. Yeah. Right. And then move on to the next match of the evening. Bobby Fish versus Roderick Strong with the Diamond Mine.
1: That was awesome. Fantastic match. Uh, Bobby Fish had uh, had good, there was good uh, back and forth stuff, good psychology. Vinny, do you think there was good psychology
2: in this match tonight? Uh, there was decent psychology, but the match itself was fucking great. This, the fucking, oh, this was so the match good. of the night.
1: Yes, it was. Yes, this it was, was the match yes, of the it
2: night. Was. Yes, it
0: was. I think it
2: should have been the main event. It was that damn good. This was a main event takeover caliber match and it features the two other members of the Undisputed Era who are not facing each who are not in a rivalry with each other and it's fucking great. These guys killed each other in this match and it was just it was hard hitting. Yeah, it was hard hitting. It Fantastic. was emotional at times it and it showed that Roderick Strong is truly back in the saddle. It was the win that Roderick Strong needed. And as far and with all due respect to Bobby Fish, Roderick Strong should be getting the push because the leader of the Diamond Mind, he's going after Kushida for the Cruiserweight Championship, and he needs to look good. Bobby Fish, in my opinion, he's just getting back from injury, and he's so injury-prone already that there's no logical reason to give him the win over Roderick Strong. Bobby no, Fish doesn't deserve sense. the push. I
1: love Bobby Fish to death. He just, I think he needs to maybe go home for a couple months and actually recover.
2: Yes. So, and so yeah, so fantastic match. Oh, match Both men match, deserving. Great
1: match. And, and for a second, we, we thought seriously Bobby Fish was going to win for a minute there. I was like, yeah, hey, it I looked was like, like it. I was like, ah.
2: That was close.
1: Yes, we do. And Next,
2: now we have L.A. Knight who wants Cameron Grimes okay, to wrestle okay. and his Butler get up as they tag against the Grizzly Young All right, Veterans. No
1: time out. L.A. is. I am sick and tired of sitting here and somebody say how great L.A. night is. L.A.
2: Douche. Go ahead. Dummy. Yeah. <laughs> That's who's sitting next to me. Dummies here. Dummies
1: there. Dummies everywhere. Oh, Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on for one second, Mr. Vinny Beach. Don't make me kick you all the way to the moon. To the moon. Another topic for another day as well. Yes, but hands down, I'm enjoying this as much as uh, much as humanly as possible. Yes, Cameron Grimes did say that he will be his uh, be a uh, La Deuce's uh, Butler, but he's winging it very fucking well. Yes, he, he keeps on fucking up, annoying him, getting on his nerves, not doing it the right way, and everything else. But I'm actually enjoying this <laughs> really well. Actually, he they're winging it and making it look funny.
2: They really are.
1: I mean, even though L.A. Knight, I just don't like the gimmick. I just can't get behind him. In the ring,
2: he's okay. Yeah. I seem better. I don't know. Well, and L.A. is uncertain that Grimes has his back, and Grimes feels the same before he shines Knight's boots. And I will say, I did think it was stupid for Cameron Grimes to have to wrestle in the butler getup.
1: I thought so, too. I was like, seriously? I'll do this
2: to me. He can wrestle in his normal gear. Because you want to win the match. And
1: hands out, Cameron Grimes can wrestle very fucking well.
2: Yes. So we move on to the next match of the evening. We have L.A. Knight and Cameron Grimes versus the Grizzled Young Veterans. Do
1: you even want to call it that, really?
2: No, I do. Because it was, it was a good match. It wasn't a squash. It wasn't it was embarrassing. Squash, right? Right. The what? only issue was L.A. Knight walks out on the match. And he did. Which, again, makes no sense. Why would you want to lose the match? The only time people do that is when they're turning on their partner because they're not going to be a team anymore. Therefore, I don't care if we win. This
1: is not really a team.
2: Yeah. So they hit the ticket to Mayhem, get the win. Ted DiBiase comes out to encourage who tells Cameron he's got to figure out a way to get out of this situation. Yes. So now, this is where I'm seeing. What? We got TakeOver 36 in a couple of weeks. Yes, we do. So it looks like, to me, what they're going to do is... I think that either Ted DiBiase or Cameron Grimes or Ted DiBiase on behalf of Cameron Grimes is going to try to book a match where Cameron Grimes can get out of being LA Knight's butler. Like They have a one-on-one match. And if Cameron Grimes wins, he's no longer the butler. And then if LA Knight wins, he stays the butler and something else happens. Like a double or nothing kind of thing.
1: All right. Yeah, I can see that happening. I'd like to see that right there. I'll see it right there. All right.
2: And next was, we have a we have a video package with dakota kai who that was makes awesome. it clear that she isn't a sidekick yeah she was like
1: she she kept on saying i i did this for you i did this i was over so over look now it's my turn it's my turn to shine
2: it was perfect it was awesome it fantastic did, it, i it, loved
1: it i was it, like all right all right because she's got the heart too and when she attacked the champion i can never say her name because i'm very tired sorry guys is this the crowd was like Yay! I was like, okay. I was like, huh. I was like, alright, good for her. About fucking time.
2: Yeah, Dakota Kai is incredibly talented. And some people forget that because Raquel got such a massive monster push. But Dakota Kai is very good on the mic and she can be committing when committed when she wants to be. So she really delivered on this promo and it made everything work out great. So props to Dakota Kai. Yes. Next we uh, cut to the backstage here with Gargano and LeRae. They say they know what's best for Indy Hartwell, and tonight he ends Dexter Loomis. So once again, they just sound this whole this segment just sounds stupid. And Gargano, like they're trying to like get like like stop Indy Hartwell from seeing Dexter Loomis, and I'm like, this is stupid. Y'all are adults, you can handle this. you think this. they bear Dexter Loomis a little too much? We're gonna get to that later. Um But for now, we got to talk about the next breakout tournament match. That I enjoyed. Trey Baxter versus Joe Gacy.
1: That was good. That was good. For Trey Baxter, Trey Baxter was smaller than Joe Gacy. I was like, okay, okay, because Trey Baxter didn't do all the flippy flippy bullshit all the time.
2: No. And both, it was a decent match. It was decent. I enjoyed it. Good TV match. Very good. And once again, it showcased how talented they are. In the end, Trey Baxter hits the 450 stomp. For the win, and I've never seen that
1: before. i seen the stomp from Finn Balor. I saw that, I was like, What the hell? is like that? that was a 450 stomp, I was like, yeah. Huh? Okay, that's, that's
2: a little different from the coup de grace, but yeah. either way, it was still a great fight. A 450 uh, coup de grace, yeah. I mean, it, either way, it worked. It worked uh, very well. There was NXT chance, which I've never, I never liked that during a match. Why? Because I believe if you're in a match, you should be cheering the individual, not the company. If you chant the name, uh, to me, if you chant the name of the promotion that means you don't really care about the guys in the ring. Back to story
1: real quick. I hate to do this, but we can do anything here. In, uh, in the championship match between Nikki Cross, she against Charlotte Flair, I'm just saying this, you're not going to believe what chance I heard. One particular name still to this day is still chanted. What? CM Punk, CM Punk. Of CM Punk and I was sick. It was like, and then like, no, no, I was like, oh <laughs> shit, yeah, because they're in in Chicago. I just wanted to say, I don't know why that crossed me, but all right, moving on, moving on, moving on. They
2: but, weren't doing that for years, but now, with, now why. that there's talk of CM Punk getting back in the ring, they did that, yeah. and they did it during the women's match because nobody cared because Charlotte Flair. So, hey, on that note, we could she did it win, yeah. Anyway, so next we go to Zoe Stark and Io this Shirai. This was actually
1: pretty fucking funny right here. Eating at a Japanese <laughs> restaurant,
2: they tend to bomb with one another. Stark hates the food and keeps throwing it on the floor, but Eo sticks her with the bill.
1: That's guy, like 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 where are like something that you were sitting a bunch of vegetarian food in front of somebody like us. I was like, uh, do we look like we're fucking rabbits here, people? Yeah. But it was great though. I was I was like, but how are they gonna do this when Io Shirai and Zoe Stark are Zoe Stark is at least trying to get along with Io Shirai, and Io Shirai just keeps on being a bitch. Yeah. I was like, if you're going to make this work, you two have to get along, because when a tag team, when two people don't get along, it doesn't work.
2: Yeah, it eventually leads to you losing the titles. So I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what it's going to take to get these two on the same page, but it's one of those tag teams where they don't like each other at first, but eventually they bond. Yeah. You've had, yeah, had that with do. Sheamus and Cesaro. We had that with um Daniel Bryan and Kane. Yes. And then we also had uh, uh, Killian Dane and Drake Maverick. Also Undertaker and Kane. Well, not really. Like when they when they were a team, they were a team. Yeah. But when they weren't, they weren't. It was a difference. They didn't really have a struggle to bond. They just They had, were badasses. yeah. Off. Oh hell yeah. They just had moments where one minute they were a team, then the next they break up and then eventually get back together. It was crazy. Next, Indy Hartwell say she's going to find out if her and Dexter Loomis are meant to be or not. Next, Karrion Cross hops up on the commentary table and asks Joe who provoke who. Oh, Joe yeah! Joe comes out and charges yeah. his way down. He fights off security and locks one unfortunate guard in the coquilla clutch.
1: He fights off security. He was going through like he was going through like a hot, uh, hot knife go through butter, clothesline, clothesline, and, and I'm like,
2: this right here, this is going to be good. Karrion
1: Cross against Samoa Joe for the NXT title at NXT Takeover 36.
2: And obviously they're dragging yeah, takeover this. Takeover 35. Oops, 30. no, it's 36. Uh, dude, it is Takeover 36. I fucking guarantee you, it is Takeover 36. It
1: is, yeah, it is. I don't know why they hit. Why yeah,
2: they hit. this is Wrestle Zone. They put 35 because sometimes they don't write shit correctly. But, but see, it is yeah. NXT Takeover 36. And then it all, okay.
1: yeah, that folks, if you're a fan of wrestling and you're a fan of uh, wrestling promos, once again, I'm gonna bring that up: the Walter match against this guy's name who I cannot pronounce was fucking epic 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 epic
2: oh it was very epic so we had this great match then the other intense video package again that we mentioned before we saw it it was awesome yes uh so and of course they're trying to drag out Joe and Cross uh not letting them get their hands on each other this is
1: gonna be intense a couple of weeks before this happens yes I'm sure eventually they're going to get their
2: hands on each other.
1: Oh, yeah, of course they are. If, like, if, what they're going to do is, is one of them's going to attack them one week, and the next week somebody's going to attack them the next week, or right before the one, right on the show, at the end the beginning of the show, one attacks at the end of the show, the other attacks the other one. Or, they yeah. all forget, or everybody comes out, there, security, all the wrestlers, even some raw guys are trying to break them up.
3: All right. Don't
1: get me wrong. What I love in, 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 right before a good match is when those two have a good brawl. Do not put the two, the two the challenger or the champion in a really big match on twenty four hours before the main event. I hate that
2: shit. Well, that's only because they get injured a lot sometimes. Like that's happened. Like we're gonna put somebody in a match six days before the pay per view. Why? Just cut a promo and get to the fucking pay per view.
1: Exactly.
2: Or if you have a brawl, it's a it's a short one that where it's nobody can get up hurt real quick. Yeah, where nobody can get hurt. Or uh, sneak your finisher real quick. Yeah,
1: like like. Just sneaky finish, click, and run out the ring. And go, hey, hey, gotcha.
2: Yes. And on that note, we move on to the main event of the evening the love her or lose her match Johnny Gargano versus Dexter Loomis. It could have been better,
1: but it was actually really good. Until, uh, unfortunately, what do we have to see, Vinny?
2: Well, before we get to that, let me just say great psychology,
1: oh, fuck, that's a great psychology. amazing
2: storytelling,
1: <laughs> very good storytelling
2: great in ring match this Very was good. a main event in its purest form my biggest r- issue once mm. again was the finish there is no logical reason for Johnny Gargano to win this match no there was none and what really bothered me was this was that this t- all all everything we're about to talk about took place on NXT TV yes it did I would have rather saw this at takeover. I feel like this was a takeover-level match.
1: Takeover match where Dexter Loomis actually
2: wins. Where Dexter Loomis wins. And Indy Hart runs to his arms. He picks
1: her up up and walks out the ring.
2: Yes. But... Instead, we got... uh, Gargano goes... Dexter Loomis rolls up Gargano. Gargano kicks out. Dexter Loomis bumps into Indy Hartwell, hits the floor. Next thing you know, uh, Gargano leaps out, catches Dexter with a DDT throws him in the ring, hits the one final beat, gets the one, two, three, Johnny Gargano wins the match. And we were like, really? What the fuck? This was dumb. Dumb. Shitty. Then, after the match, Indy Hartwell runs to the ring, jumps on top of Dexter Loomis, and starts kissing him. Now, of course, I've been waiting for this. I'm excited for this. But there's a few things wrong with this. What? First of all, if she could just do that, what the fuck was the point of the match? She could, I, 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 Or the
1: point of this whole thing.
2: Yeah, why do we even have the fucking match? Number two, when she kisses Dexter Loomis, mm-hmm. you can't see the kiss because her hair's in the way. Very true.
1: And he's just laying there like this.
2: It's almost like, and jo- Zach likes to use these references, so I'll use them. It's like in Harry Potter when Ron finally kissed Hermione. The way they were holding each other's faces, you couldn't see the fucking kiss.
1: Very true.
2: It's like what the fuck? <laughs> Here we what go. What the fuck you? If you're gonna the, do it, did you? The Bucci's uh, been. And what uh, really makes uh, me mad is that the, uh, that most released. of the people that are involved in the creative of yeah. WWE, and I don't know, maybe NXT is different, but I know on the main roster, a lot of these people are comedy writers or writers for TV. You have TV writing experience to work there. In fact, your TV writing experience actually overrules your wrestling experience in a lot of cases, which is part of the problem. Very true. I believe that you need to have people in there with TV writing experience because you are writing for a TV show. But you also need people in there who know wrestling that can put the wrestling element in there.
1: Need riders who know wrestling. Do that. Do that. No.
2: Or at least fucking smarten them up and teach them. Have somebody in that. That's why you need somebody in the creative meeting like a Jim Cornette or a Jake the Snake or somebody, a Jeff Jarrett, somebody who's been in wrestling who can sit down with these people and look at their formats and go, okay, I see what you guys are doing here. Here's why this don't work and this don't work and this don't work and this don't work. That's what you need. You need wrestling minds to make the wrestling work. Do they listen? No.
1: But the this thing is, is, what happened, folks, when the when the bucci snaps?
2: I ain't even done yet.
1: And here we go.
2: You have TV writers. You're telling me that none of these writers, at any point, wrote kissing scenes. Y'all haven't watched romantic comedies. Hell, I remember the MTV Movie Awards back when I used to watch MTV. That they literally would have a award for best kiss, and they would put up some of the best kisses from movies, and showed how they work. And you have the key thing is this: in every classic movie that's ever had a romantic kissing scene in it, you must see the kiss. You see the lips touching. You see the moving of the fa- of the heads. You see making out.
1: Like the Energizer battery, Like the peak bunny keeps going and going and going and going.
2: Maybe. Depends on the film. But what I'm saying is I'm just talking about kissing. I'm not talking about sex. I I'm just talking about kissing. I'm talking about kissing. Point is, you guys know how to do kissing scenes, WWE. You've had a plenty of kissing scenes. I've seen them. We've all seen them. Seen them. There's no logical reason why you could fuck that up.
0: But if you yeah. knew,
2: and if you knew in advance that that's how Indy was gonna kiss, no one would have thought, "Hey, let's tie her hair back for this show," or "Hey, Indy, would you mind tying back your hair or slipping your hair a little bit? Do something to where we can see the fucking kiss." That's why usually the best kissing scenes are when people are standing up so you can see the faces and the lips and everything. That's what makes a good kissing scene. Here, it just looks like they're kayfabe in it. I don't even know if their lips really touched. It's for ridiculous. It was. So that's what disappointed me was I felt like the, they executed this poorly. It could have been done way better.
1: They could have.
2: It should have happened on a takeover. It should have happened with Dexter Lumis getting the win. Indy Hartwell should have came out afterwards. They hugged everything. Then the, you get a close-up camera on their faces. They are looking into each other's eyes. And then slowly, slowly, boom, there's the kiss place explodes Yay! especially if you're doing that takeover in an arena very true because that place would have that crowd would have popped it
1: would have been very very loud
2: big time big time instead you wasted at the cwc and you did a piss poor execution piss poor so i'm not gonna lie that part was disappointing
1: that wasn't it? it was actually a good show
2: Overall, yes. Very, yes. very good show.
1: Very, 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 very good.
2: And that, ladies and gentlemen, will conclude this recap of NXT as well as the recap of both NXTs. And Zach, I do thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule, uh, especially when you got a day off, uh, to join me for this uh, cast and for hanging out with me and for listening to me vent about the shit that went down today. Which we're not going to go into detail about. No, so we're not. Not here. yet, because that starts.
1: We'll be here to 3 o'clock in the morning.
2: Yeah, I'm not going to do that, but I'm just saying thank you, because it, it really helped me
1: out. And thank you for, once again, folks, and letting Vinny uh, rant. I didn't, at the ending, I was like, Ugh. I was suspecting it was going to happen again, but I still liked the part where India Hartwell goes like, you know what, fuck you guys. I'm going to go get my man. She's like, uh-uh, I'm going to go get my man. She's like, "Ew." But otherwise, it was great, guys. So...
2: Until next time, folks, catch you later, dude, that's All right, well, make sure you guys follow the Bootscast. We are on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, and Google Podcast. Uh, Pick your favorite site, follow us there, or be a true fan and follow us on all four sites. You can
1: find me, Zachary Scott, on Facebook. I post all the time. So please contribute. That's all we ask you to do. Otherwise than that, I'm going to keep on talking right now because Vinny had to go do something real quick. Otherwise than that, folks. Yeah, my birthday was the other day. I'm 35. I'm so hideous. Don't care. Now Vinny's back. He shut the door. Okay,
0: Zach absolutely (laughs)
2: sucks at this and I forgot about that. So I'm just going to say... Also, like us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash TheBoochCast. The we got great episodes of off. show. Yeah, it's called stalling for time, Zach. This is It's, it's in the world of podcasting and radio. They're not Did supposed to know, know I got I up do? and left you.
0: Know.
2: You could have just... War. Yeah, you tell me we got up and left, you kayfabe-breaking motherfucker. <laughs> Point is... <laughs> Just like us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash TheBoochCast. We have archives as well as great content. I was going to plug what some of that great content was, but now I'm just not going to fucking do it. So uh, on that, also make sure you guys follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TheBoochCast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. Also, make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel. we got great content up there, including our BoochCast reviews, Dark Side of the Ring episodes. We have our d one-shot, our watch parties, funny skits, more content of course is coming along the way. Uh we are going to have uh new episodes of the of views dark side of the ring are coming soon. We've got we got a few of them we got coming up. We have the uh the Brian Pillman videos are coming soon. Uh the one that Zach and I did with uh the Ultraviolence and Nick Gage will be uh, well, airing so, as well. Yeah. We also have uh the Ultimate Warrior yeah. uh the Collision in Korea coming. Um, we I have.
1: that one myself. That was actually really good.
2: We have a uh, in the shadow of Grizzly Smith. We did that one. That one was a uh, darkest fuck. And then dark. of course the Dynamite Kid. Yes. So all those will be coming very soon to the Boochcast YouTube channel. Make sure you guys hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified, so you know when those episodes will be posted, as well as other additional Boochcast YouTube content. Also make sure you are following us on Twitch. Yes. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where we do our big live shows. We have live watch parties of wrestling, and you can live chat with us during the show. We also have our live D&D show. You can live chat with us during that. Now, our next watch party will be Saturday, August the 21st for WWE SummerSlam. SummerSlam. That's right. One, two, three, four, five. You owe me lunch. Okay, we owe each other lunch at some point. But anyway, uh, my point is we got SummerSlam coming up. So what we're doing is we're going to be at Elvis's house. Uh, he has decided to host it uh, along with everybody that's uh, going to be uh, coming to the event. And, of course, we'll be live streaming the show on Twitch. Uh, but by show, I mean like our watch party. But we have a special treat that we'll send you guys on the Twitter page so you guys can – Go watch the show, follow along with us. If you don't have a Peacock subscription, uh, you can still enjoy SummerSlam with us. Uh, that'll be 8 p.m. Saturday, August the 21st. Also, after the show, and we just recently announced this, uh, we will be doing a and d one-shot that night. So just like WrestleMania, we did the D&D one-shot afterwards. We will be doing a and d one-shot after SummerSlam. So we got a long stream ahead of us. So as soon as we finish um, SummerSlam, we're going to be resetting up the camera, doing a few technical stuff, and then boom, we're going right into SummerSlam. I mean, the D&D one-shot. So make sure you guys join us for that. And our official D&D campaign will be taking place in October. We don't have a date set yet, but we know it will be taking place sometime in the month of October. And, of course, it's going to be amazing hellacious gonna be a long campaign and we got a special treat for this one a special surprise that i cannot reveal yet what it is but when i tell you it's gonna blow your fucking minds and blow your fucking mind and of course as always you'll be able to live chat with us during all during both live events anytime we do something on twitch you can live chat with us during that that's what makes it great and it later gets archived to youtube And of course, ladies and gentlemen, you can also support the Boochcast by going to anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. Uh, We have three different levels that you guys can donate at. We don't have prizes set for them yet, but we plan to soon. If you donate now, once we get the prizes, we will send a prize to you. If you want to wait till we get the prizes, that's fine too. But the first level we have is 99 cents per month.
1: 99 cents per month.
2: That's right. For 99 cents, you can support the Boochcast and help us out. Every little bit helps. 99 cents is the first level. So if you don't have a lot of money to donate and you can't break the and we, we don't want you guys to break the bank, so just give us 99 cents and you're good. Well, the second level is 4.99 per month, the same price you would pay $4.99 for 99 per month. The same price you would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys aren't fans of the Peacock. So fuck the Peacock. Bring the money over here. We have better content. Then, of course, we have, you can just donate to the show for a mere $9.99. For $9.99. The same price you would normally pay for a WWE Network subscription. You can now take that $9.99 since we no longer have it in the United States. You got nowhere to put that $9.99. Nope. So take that $9.99, send it over here. Our content is way better anyway. Yes. And with this, we are allowed to do uh, a lot of things. It allows us to uh, upgrade our equipment, bring in bigger name guests, it allows us to pay the bills. and it allows me to take care of the guys who work very hard uh, on the air and behind the scenes here at the Boochcast. So if you have a favorite co-host and you really should be paid for their work, this is how you do it. You donate to anchor.fm slash theboochcast slash support. And, of course, one other thing that we use these donations for is, of course, our, our – uh, it's for a cause that's very near and dear to our hearts. And, of course, it is – to feed Zach ramen noodles. Fuck Zach. You. Zach since we have you here, no, uh, how are you doing with the ramen noodles? How is the how's how's the uh, donations uh, treating you thus far? I have nothing to say. So you enjoy the ramen noodles. He's saying the ramen noodles are number one in his heart. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you guys are really helping us out here. And Zach, I am Zach. I do appreciate you. You know, uh, you know, uh, with the causes and everything. And Elvis, you know, he's been really working hard. Uh, to make sure we take care of you you know like we said for 99 cents a month we can feed this starving <laughs> ginger and you know okay. he's, this is the one that madonna didn't want so he's Fuck he's you. so he's back in the puddle and so okay. he but we can get him out of the puddle ladies and gentlemen and we okay. can get him at well fed and well rested uh you know it's you know, especially well-rested, you know, ever since him and Mitch got separated. It's been such a travesty. So we've had to really help him out. So make sure you guys uh, go to anchor.fm slash The theboochcast slash support. And we can pull him from the wreckage. So anyway, uh, until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch. This is saying, the broke soul Ginger Zach Scott, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been the Boochcast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby! Matt
1: Redder's in LA night.
2: Fuck off. <laughs> Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all. Goodbye. 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 So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay
0: well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. Eddie, Take care. Stay loose. Adieu. Love you. I'll approach and goodbye till when we meet again.